Welcome to More Impact. For the next 20 minutes or so, I hope to inspire you to step up and make more impact in every part of your life. I'm Deborah Ogden, and for over 15 years, I've been working with clients to step up and stand out with a powerful personal brand. Through this podcast, I want to bring you ideas and inspiration to allow you to do the same. Hello, how are you? Happy Easter. I'm actually recording this on Easter Sunday morning and um, I'm taking a few days off. So um, family is one of my values and therefore it's really important to make sure I'm nurturing that time and doing it in having that family time intentionally rather than it just being something that is part of the every day. So that's the first F word I'm going to be talking about today. And there will be a couple more, but I'll come on to those shortly. Um, this week's been interesting, actually. We have my son is in the uh, process of revising for GCSEs coming up in well next month, which is hard to believe. And uh, we went along to see um, Lord of the Flies at the Leeds Playhouse last week. And it really got me thinking because we'd gone along and in my way, it was sort of an easy way to revise and an easy way to um, take some time watching the th- uh, watching the play, watching the production, perhaps remind him of some of the character profiles and perhaps remind him of some of the famous quotes. Well, we didn't get any of that because actually it was an interpretation of Lord of the Flies that... I mean, it's a long time since I've read the book, but according to Oscar is way, quite a way off the actual script. And it got me thinking about a couple of things. What he did say was how how very powerful the um, representation of some of the characters were. And there are the two main characters. Well, there's a few main characters, but two of the real leads are Piggy and Jack, who are the sort of the the main um, two leads in it. But on Jack's side, and I'm not going to go into the the story, but um, on Jack's side, there is one of his team, one of his tribe called Ralph. And I whispered to Oscar halfway through. I mean, it's a really hard story to watch anyway. It's a really tough watch at times. But um, one of the this character, Ralph, I just hated him and I don't like the word hate. I despised him just watching him. And so at the interval, I, I just said to Oscar, oh, Ralph is just horrendous, isn't he? And he said, well, you do know, mum, that he is actually he was written as a psychopath in the play and he is actually the most despicable character if you like even more so than the two leads so where am I going with this 
Well, I was saying to him that actually when you write a book, you can write descriptive words about how somebody shows up, how their behaviours come across. And therefore, Ralph will have been described by William Golding in certain ways. And the word psychopathic or psychopath would have come up in the original um, book. Whereas as an, an actor... Of course, we don't have the benefit of that script, of that written description, and therefore it is within the um, the needs of the actor to be able to, through their behaviours, through their actions, through their words, to be able to portray this. And it made me think of personal branding. Of course it did. Because how often we know what our values are. We know what drives us. We know how we would like to be seen. We know what our personal brand message is. And we have it in our heads and we might even have it written down. But it's actually by our behaviours and how we show up that other people experience that brand and it was incredibly powerful and, and funny enough, it is a tool that I often use when I'm working with a client one to one that we actually talk about. Imagine that you are a character within a film, within a play. And how would somebody write your character profile, the person that you want to show up as? And then it's for you to take that description and show up in that way, be it through your behaviours, be it through the way you communicate, through the way you interact with others. So that was my observation from Lord of the Flies. And um, did I enjoy it? I'm not sure. It's such a challenging story. It goes against bullying for me is one of those things that I have nightmares about. I just think bullying is the most difficult thing to read about watch and I think I've become worse as a parent but anyway um, it challenged me and it made me question the way I approach some things it was certainly quite a challenging production so it challenged me to become open-minded more, more curious and what was it that made me feel uncomfortable about watching it so that was my week and uh, that brings me on to this week's topic which is the F word and it isn't what you think it is. Now in our household there is no F word and there never was a F word was never allowed when we were growing up and there's the obvious F word. But there are three other F words that I just want to explore today and that I have a problem with. And I want you to challenge you about these three F words. I wonder if you can guess what they are going to be. OK, I think you'll guess one of them, but I'm going to leave that one till last, actually. So the first one that I'm going to mention is a bit of a bugbear of mine. And again, this goes back to values. And the first F word is fine. I'm fine. How are you? 
I'm fine, thanks. How's it going? Fine, thanks. Why would we choose to be fine? Now, this is coming from somebody who another of my values is excellence and extraordinary. So I know I push myself. I know I have high expectations of myself. But I often think about, can you imagine being sat in a review at work maybe you're sat in a meeting with a client and you say to them how was my work how did you find my work and they say fine how would you feel who wants to aspire to be fine and I think it's one of those words that has really lost its true meaning because of its use in common parlance. I mean, we talk about fine wines, don't we? Or fine cheeses or fine art. But actually, when we talk about it on a day to day, how are you? I'm fine. Just feels a bit mediocre. So my challenge to you, my first challenge is what else could you be? Why not aspire to be something better than fine? So often when we are on a bit of a treadmill, maybe we get a little bit comfortable in what we're doing. We're not as intentional with our actions. And it's when we step out of that comfort zone we're coming on to that again in a minute, when we step out of that comfort zone, maybe we aspire to be extraordinary. We might aspire to excellence rather than just being fine. So that's my first F word. And then the second one is fear. And some of you maybe weren't expecting that one as well. The third one is the one that I'm sure you are all expecting. But I think fear actually is something that holds us all back. And often, sadly, and I hear this from clients as well, that often regrets that people have in their lives are things that they should have done or could have done if fear hadn't got in the way. And I've said this before, but for me, I once read somewhere that hell and to me, I mean, watching Lord of the Flies at times was was pretty close to the mark. But hell for me is being taken to a room and having to watch a video of what your life could have been if you hadn't given in to fear and if you had fulfilled your potential and that actually makes me feel really quite sick. But, you know, fear is something that holds us back for the big things but also for the small things and um, there's a wonderful... Um, sort of acronym, false expectations appearing real. How many times are these anticipated failures and imagined disasters standing in the way of us following our dreams? So these aren't actual failures that are happening. There's a sneaky clue of that third F. These aren't things that are actually happening these are anticipated failures and these aren't 
actual disasters. They are imagined disasters of what could happen. And these so often hold us back. There's the wonderful quote by Mark Twain that says, I have been through some terrible things in my life some of which actually happened. And we do this, don't we? We play this video in our mind, this script in our mind of what could happen. And so often we're focusing on what could go wrong rather than what could go right. And of course, fear, like many other negative emotions, if we go looking for proof and evidence to back it up, we will find it. We can usually find evidence to back something up and we have our reticular activating system, our RAS, which in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is that filter in our brain, in all our brains that focuses to seek out what it is that we are focusing on. So if you have you know, the classic example, if you have bought a red mini, the chances are that when you drive out of the garage, you are going to start to see many more red minis because that is what you are focusing on. And it is the exactly the same when it comes to looking for evidence to back up the narrative that we are playing in our mind. But what if we shift that focus and start to look for some positives to back up the chances of success, the chances of us winning, the chances of us achieving what it is that in another mindset we are perhaps fearing. And for some people, actually the greatest fear is that there'll be a huge success. One of my all-time favourite quotes comes from Marianne Williamson and the opening lines of her poem are, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, our deepest fear is that is that we are powerful beyond measure. So that fear isn't that we're not good enough but what if we really are fabulous and what will happen then? If we were to play out those ambitions, those dreams, what could happen at the end of focusing on the positives? So lots to explore and I'd love you to reflect on this and think about what is it that I'm truly fearing? And often, of course, the thing we are fearing is failure, the first, uh, sorry, the third F. Sometimes it's shame, sometimes it's discomfort, sometimes it's what other people will think. But within all this, it is the fear of failure. And of course, an acronym for this is first attempt in learning, which I've mentioned on the pet podcast before. But um, if we don't try, we're never going to learn, are we? And I found a quote that I've never heard before, actually, from Richard Branson, which is, you don't learn to walk by following rules. You learn by doing and by falling over. And isn't that the case, whether it's in life, within business? It's about having a go, picking the feedback and saying, OK, what have I learned from this? And moving forward at that point. 
So those are my three F's. Why settle for fine when we could go for extraordinary? Or if you are going to go for fine, be like a fine wine or be like fine art. Reframe that word. What about fear? What false expectations are appearing real for you and what is holding you back? These anticipated failures, what what narrative could you play in your mind instead of fear? And then thirdly, what is it that you're fearing? Is it failure? And if we don't step out of our comfort zones, if we don't try something new, then we're never going to grow. And the chances are, if you've never failed, then you've never put yourself out of your comfort zone and challenged yourself because it's going to happen to us all at some point. So challenge yourself with these words and challenge yourself to fail and see what you learn. As long as we listen to the feedback and find out what it is that we've learned from that situation, we're going to continue to grow. And just leaving you with a final quote from the wise Eleanor Roosevelt. She says, we should do something that scares us every single day. So what will that be for you? So it may be a small thing. It may be that you pick up the phone to somebody that you've not spoken to for a while. It may be that you post on LinkedIn. It may be that you post a video. It may be that rather than staying quiet in a meeting, you stand up for yourself and stand up for what you stand for. You find your voice and share. It may even be in a difficult conversation that you articulate your value and share what it is that you stand for or it might be something completely different I'm off to Anglesey this weekend and I don't know what made me think of this but um, certainly in Snowdonia there is the world's longest zip wire so you might be crazy enough to jump on a zip wire you may climb to a higher peak you may run a marathon you may challenge yourself in a way that you've never challenged before but whatever it is that you do have a wonderful wonderful bank holiday weekend and I will see you next Monday. Feeling inspired? If you'd like to know more please visit my website at deborahogden.com where you can download your own personal brand action plan And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to subscribe and share the podcast with your network. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.